0: Now in its third year, it's a Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels, talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 155 of a Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. I'm glad you're listening, and in fact, I'm glad that anybody is able to listen at this point in time. If you followed the uh, my social media posts uh, on a couple of platforms uh, this weekend, some interesting things happened. Uh, as a matter of fact, I ended up getting banned on Facebook or locked down or shut out or whatever. Well, I can't access it right now. And I'll be damned if I can figure out what went on. But the best I can think of and this is what I posted in a couple little video clips over on LinkedIn and on uh, Instagram as well as on Twitter, is that I used the word punch. Punch. P-U-N-C-H. Yes. As in something that a boxer might do. Because I made a boxing reference on a uh, post on Facebook. And I have to think that the... Algorithm that's reading all of our posts and determining what is safe for us to consume decided that I was trying to incite violence, which was not what I was doing at all. Now I've seen plenty of people trying to incite violence on uh, social media, on Instagram. You know, Twitter's a little scary. Uh, I like using it because there are so many footy fans that are there. Uh, I try to stay away from political things online. Now, I will post a funny meme now and again when I see one, but uh, this is just uh, its just something that is just, quite frankly, mind-boggling to me. And um, what ended up happening, and I'm going to talk about this game in a little while, but what ended up transpiring here was the Geelong and Collingwood game. And it was one of the better games of the weekend, and quite frankly, it was pretty closely contested in the first half. And then Collingwood came out in the third quarter and just absolutely blitzed Geelong. I believe they scored nine goals in the third quarter. Took a commanding 37 goal or 37 point lead. And I have to be honest with you, I was uh I was one of those cat supporters who was thinking, okay, this one got away from us. This was this is the game that at the end of the year we're gonna look at and go, shit, we should have won this one. I even uh, had I and I posted this up on uh, a couple boards, and I don't think this is what would have gotten me banned because I, d- I deleted them and it wasn't uh, anything other than trying to just be a little bit snarky, but uh, I I hypothesized that maybe going into the uh, the changing rooms after the game that the uh, the cat should be playing. If they'd lost the game, like I thought they were going to do, they should have been playing Buddy Guy's song. Buddy Guy is a fantastic blues guitarist from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I saw him perform live in Toledo, Ohio about 15 years ago. He's in his early 80s now, and he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal musician if you've not heard Buddy Guy perform before. He actually came down off the stage and was out in the crowd playing a couple songs and stood next to me playing an entire song, and it was just, it was surreal. One of my most memorable, probably my most memorable concert moment of my entire life. But he came out with a song a few years ago called Done Got Old. And uh, the opening line is, I done got old, I can't do the things that I used to do. And I'm thinking to myself, that's what it looked like in the third quarter with the Cats. Of course, if you stuck around and watched the fourth quarter, well, things turned around. There was a 50-point swing. So I hypothesized that the second half of the Magpies and Cats game was like the second fight in the movie Rocky III between Rocky and Clubber Lang, which was a character portrayed by Mr. T. Clubber defeated Rocky in the first uh, bout, became the world champion, and embraced the world champion lifestyle, if you will. Well, in the second fight, if you've not seen it, I'm gonna go ahead and give you a spoiler because the movie's been out for about a quarter of a century. So I figure if you haven't seen it now, well, you've had your chance. In that second fight, you know, Rocky uh, comes out and starts punching away at him, and has some success. But then he then he starts kind of taunting uh, Clubber Lang. And gets Clubber Lang to just start swinging wildly at him, trying to, trying to literally decapitate him with a punch. And he kept swinging, and missing, swinging, and missing. And, I, and I, I, I said that I thought that the second half of the game looked a lot like the uh, that fight from Rocky 3 where Rocky was allowing Clubber Lang to punch himself out. That's what I said. Punch himself out. And evidently the algorithm decided that that was offensive. You know, we've got, I'm sure you've seen more offensive content than that on Facebook before. Okay. I know I have. I might have even put something on Facebook before that was that was less sensitive than that. I mean, I, I used to spend a lot of time talking about political issues on online. And I, I, I generally, I, I avoid those things now. I'm so engrossed with footy. Sure. Do, am I still interested in politics? Absolutely I am. But this is not the, the format that I want to, this is not where I want to bring it in. This is not the place where I'm going to bring it in. But, you know, I will still, you know, post a snarky or funny meme that I see every once in a while. Uh, some of you may know I'm not a huge fan of our current president. I, I'm, I didn't initially vote for the, his predecessor either in the primaries. He was not my first choice. But,, uh, you know, I, I don't feel that that's my place to, you know, I'm not gonna change somebody's opinion. I'm not going to persuade somebody to say, hey, agree with me about my opinion about somebody that you're supporting because that that's not gonna happen. It's not my place to try to do that in that forum. I used to have I had way too many discussions years ago in uh, little groups and that sort of thing that, that I, I wasted, and I'm gonna use that term. I wasted too many hours of my life. Trying to one up people that had different political views in in little groups in in you know like the different rooms if you, not rooms but you know what I mean by the groups on Facebook, but not um, not necessarily on my on my public page necessarily. But the like I said the only thing I can think of that that would cause them to get bent out of shape was the the word punch, okay I I, I can't think of anything else and uh, well of course I can't go on and check right now either, so. That's kind of where I, I need your help a little bit here. I'm hoping to get my Facebook page back. But if you're somebody who enjoys listening to the podcast and you're, you're getting the link from Twitter or from Instagram or you're finding it on LinkedIn or you're getting it via email, and this is why it's even more important to get on my email list, yankonthefooty.com. And I do hope if you're listening that you'll recommend to your friends that they go ahead and get uh, signed up on my email list as well in case something like this happens. Because normally, once a new episode comes out, you know, I'll send it out on my um, podcast page through A Yank on the Footy, uh, the the page that I have devoted to that on Facebook. But then I'll also post it in a bunch of the different rooms associated with the different clubs. I think I have, I think I'm, I'm, Posting the episode in at least uh, 15 or 16 of the clubs uh, in the comp have, you know, supporter rooms that I post the episode in. And there's several other ones that I posted in as well. And I can't do that right now. So if you are somebody who is on Facebook still, you know, I, I, I wouldn't hate it if you would Be so kind as to share a link out on your social media. And again, I do ask that you uh, consider signing up for the email list because that way I still have my email account as of right now. uh, And I hope I still have that. In fact, I'm going to look right now while I'm talking to you and see whether or not it's been almost uh, 48 hours since uh, I was blocked. And I did request a review. And it says here still on my phone, review requested, if we find your posts or comments did, did not follow, our community standards. Your account will remain disabled. We're always looking out for the security of people on Facebook. So while our post, I'm sorry, while your posts and comments are reviewed, you can't use Facebook. And what's what's kind of sad about that, in in kind of an ironic way, uh, the last post that I can see was posted on Facebook by the AFL Posty Squad. And when I when I click away from the thing, it says I'm blocked. It says. Uh, Tough night, morning to be a Collingwood supporter after choking for thirty minutes, but please check in with them and remind them that they don't support Essendon. Surely that'll raise your spirits. Um, and, and I'm going to talk about Essendon here in just a couple of moments. And, and I, I have to tell you, I was impressed with the way they played this week. You know, this has been a uh, this has been a, a trying weekend. I, I had uh, an interesting discussion uh with my sister this weekend i'm not going to get into that but there were some things that that i got clarification on uh for my family and uh when my father passed away back in 2001 that i was not i guess i did not have all of the information on and it just it just it was uh, bottom line folks this was a pretty shitty weekend for me, okay? You know, like I said, I'm not I'm not somebody who's out there trying to alienate people online. If you if you followed me on Facebook, if you've seen my my posts on Facebook, you know I'm I uh, I'm a cat supporter, but I'm not somebody who ever you know other than giving the Tigers a bit of a hard time for having to play at Marvel, which I think he actually uh, uh, demo got a little upset about that again this week. I saw somebody posting there where he said that they hate to go there be that as it may, I, you know I'm not I'm not here to alienate people, especially you know folks that who are who are involved in footy because I want to learn from you. I want to have you help me understand this game more to, to help maybe guide me towards uh, other supporters who might want to check out the podcast who would make great guests on the show as well. So I, I, I'm certainly not trying to piss people off. Okay, and I know I've sworn a couple times in this in this episode and I will mark it explicit, but it's just I'm it's just a little frustrating that this is uh that this has transpired. And uh, you know, it is what it is, I guess, but you know, I will I have to start, you know, from scratch on there. That's going to be tough. I mean, I've made so many connections on that platform with with footy supporters that uh, I don't know if I'll be able to replicate somewhere else. And and maybe I will. Maybe I, uh, maybe I end up having to just step away from that and just go and devote all of my time to the AFL page on Reddit or on the big footy page. I mean, I go in there sometimes onto both of those, but maybe this is just time for me to make this transition to those things if they decide, you know what, you're not worthy of being on our platform. And uh, well, As somebody who's a a high school government teacher who uh, espouses the idea of free speech with my students, the First Amendment protections of you being able to say what you wish and uh, challenging. Here in the United States, we have uh, when the social media platforms were set up, in our legislation in uh, the United States, they set up in – some of the what's called the Communications Decency Act. There's a section called Section 230, uh, which basically says that the uh, that the content providers, like a Facebook, like a Twitter, that sort of thing, that they are simply the platform. That they cannot be held accountable by law. They cannot be held accountable for the actions of the people using their platform. So the analogy that I've used with my students in class, I've said that your speech, the comments that you make on Snapchat or on Twitter or on TikTok or Instagram or wherever you happen to be, I said, consider those, that stuff to be water. That's water. And the TikTok, the Snapchat, the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook, that's the hose. That's the garden hose that delivers the water to where you want the water to go. That's the analogy I use with my students, and that kind of resonates with them. Kind of makes sense, but what has happened here in the United States is that a lot of these platforms, and if if you've uh, and and well, we had some huge news uh, associated with Twitter today, which I'll I'll get to in just a second here, but uh, yeah, that was that was I kind of heard some rumblings about that. Um, but you know, they've decided. The, the, these social media platforms have decided that they that rather than simply saying okay you know what we have uh, you know we can't be held responsible for what's being said on our on our platforms that they've de- they've decided to go ahead and regulate this, the content that's on there hence somebody like me getting uh, locked out of my account on Facebook and countless other people being locked out of of their social media platforms I mean let, let's be honest here you know I, I'm locked out of Facebook. Al Qaeda still has a Twitter page. Like the Taliban still has a Twitter page. I haven't beheaded anybody. Uh, let me think about it. never. I've never beheaded anybody. Um, but yet I'm locked out of my social media account because I said punch. Uh, go figure. you know I, I just it's uh, it is kind of laughable, you know, I, I think that that we need to be able to to have discussions. Uh, and and occasionally there are going to be times where we say things that might ruffle somebody's feathers that they might um, they might not, might not like it and you know I think you know that that the that the cure for you know speech that you don't like is more speech and you know I I it's one of the things that I try to advocate with advocate with my students is that 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 they that they're allowed to express their views. They're allowed to say what they wish. Now, there could be some sort of consequence. You know, we have in in our in our system that there are limitations, you know, in terms of like a clear and present danger or inciting lawless action. So, you know, again, if I was to tell somebody to go beat somebody up and they do it, I could be held accountable. You know, of course, the, you know, the, the old standard used to be here with our First Amendment was that, you know, that you couldn't go into a crowded theater and yell fire. You know, to incite panic. Now, I've told my students, I said, now, of course, if you find yourself in a theater, in a movie theater, and there is a fire, please let people know about it. Don't sit there and say, well, Mr. Russell says we're not allowed to go ahead and have a, uh, uh, you know, let people know about this fire here, so I'm just going to sit here and be quiet. No. In that situation, you're not inciting, you know, you know, panic or inducing panic there. You're, you're trying to help people get out of this building that actually is on fire. So it's just... It's something that I that I spend a lot of time discussing with my students and trying to get them to advocate for themselves. And it's just and I mentioned it to them today. I told them I said that that I managed to get locked out of the the uh, my Facebook page, and they just they just kind of chuckled at me. Now a couple of adults that I spoke to they said, well, hey, maybe it's such a that's not such a bad thing. But then I'm thinking to myself, you know, if you've invested as much time trying to develop relationships with people in dozens of different um, Australian football forums and groups on that platform, you might think differently. And in my case, I do think differently because it's not, you know, I, I, that's why I'm hoping that if you happen to be on Facebook, that I, I, I strongly, I, I, I ask you, and it would be a huge favor to me, you know, to share the episode uh, on your socials, especially if you're in like your, you know, if you're a D supporter and you're, you know, you, drop it into the the D's uh, discussion board on Facebook, or you're a cat supporter and you go into like the Geelong mayhem or the cat's nation, which, you know, are two that I'm in hell. I'm a moderator on the Geelong mayhem page. I'm one of the moderators. I'm uh, the footy in the United States. I'm a moderator on that page as well. Guess what? I've not moderated squat since Saturday. I've not been able to moderate at all, Um, but it is what it is. So I'm a little frustrated, But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But, oh, the other thing I was going to mention, and I jotted it down here as I was talking, that if you hadn't noticed or you hadn't heard yet, uh, Elon Musk, actually today it became announced that he is the largest shareholder now of stock in Twitter. He owns 9.2% of all of Twitter stock. And I've heard rumblings that he may be looking to purchase even more of that. Who knows if if he gets a a uh, a share where he's you know the uh, the controlling share where if he gets like fifty point one percent, what happens with Twitter? You know because there have been lots of people whose Twitter accounts have disappeared. Mine hasn't, as of well, half an hour ago I checked it. But uh, who knows? After this, maybe I'm going to get banned from everything, and I'm going to be left high and dry. I hope not, but. It's kind of interesting that he's looking doing that because he's been he's kind of an internet he's kind of a Twitter troll. I mean he doesn't uh, he doesn't hesitate to call out the hypocrisy of of what he perceives to be people trying to limit other people's speech. And uh, and I guess you know of course he's got the you know he's got the the bucks to back it up he's got the money to back this up because it sounded like he this nine percent of Twitter. Ended up costing him a little over. Are you sitting down? A little over two billion dollars. Two billion dollars U.S. So, what's that? Uh, about two and a half billion Australian, give or take. Uh, so just amazing the uh, that 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 that's happening and uh, and who knows you know you know there are so many more avenues out there for. Um, you to interact with people. But again, many of those don't have the, the foundation for footy. Now, if I decide I want to go somewhere and talk politics with somebody, there are plenty of places I can go do that. I just, I prefer to talk about footy. That's what I prefer to do now. Sure. I, I have my political views. You have your political views. You're not going to, you're probably not going to change my mind. I'm certainly not going to try to change your mind because your views are your views. You're allowed to have them. This is one of the things that I, I tell my students. I tell them actually from day one, and, and, I, and I know I haven't even talked about the games from this past weekend. Trust me, I've got about three pages of, of notes that I've written down here that I want to get to, and I will get to. But one of the things that I tell my students, and this is from day one of my school year. When they walk into my classroom in August, the first thing that I tell them is that I have, I have a goal for them. And these are kids who are predominantly high school juniors, so they are 16, 17 years old, usually by the time the school year is ending. So they don't necessarily have a whole lot of experience with uh, government. And, I, you know, the, the big thing is I try to remind them, one, that, you know, that, that our elected officials work for us, we don't work for them. And I tell them that I have a goal. And my goal for them is that when they leave my class... That they have found something that they give a damn about. I don't care what the issue is. I don't care if it's if it's a left issue, a right issue. If they're a if they're a moderate, if they're a Republican, a Democrat, a Libertarian, a, you know, a communist, a, you know, a socialist. You know, I, I don't care where they are, what they believe. I just want them to know why they believe it, and I want them to be able to extrapolate and explain why they have those beliefs whatever they are because I want them to think about it because you know in many cases you know, we sometimes will get our political beliefs from our from our parents or our peers and I tell them I said don't, don't decide that you want to support issue A because wow that cute guy or that cute girl supports that so I'm going to go ahead and support that because I think they're cute if it turns out that that's the issue that you support then fantastic that's great but don't make that the, uh, the 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 foundation for why you take on that belief. Okay. So I tell the kids I said the last question I ask you at the end of the year is that you have you're gonna have an assignment that you have to fill out for me that tells me what it is that you give a damn about and why. I tell them that the first day of school, that's gonna be your last assignment here at the end of the year. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to address that for me and tell me that. Because I wanna know what it is. Because I I, I if you're in the United States, um, I, I try to tell them, and I know I've gotten off on a bit of a tangent here, and it it's kind of all, yeah, Facebook uh, locked me out related here. Uh, here in the United States, we uh, one of the big beer com- companies is uh, a company called Anheuser-Busch, and they produce a number of different brands, uh, one of them being Budweiser. And the Budweiser brand for years has been represented by this specific type of horse pulling a wagon full of barrels of their beer and the type of horse is called a Clydesdale okay and I, I'm sure that working horses and, and probably even race horses and I don't follow horse racing um, but do the horses you know, like the Clydesdales they wear what are called blinders which are those little leather patches that are on the, on the outside of their eyes that only allow them to see ahead only allow them to see things that are straight ahead so they don't get spooked by stuff that's next to them, okay? Because they could be easily spooked by things that, that come up on their sides. So having those blinders on, they can only see what's directly ahead of them. And I tell my students that that every single one of them has a pair of teenager blinders on like that, that they can only see their world is what's in front of them, that that what is important to them is their life that's, that's within the frame of those of those blinders. And I tell them that my one of my other goals for them is to kind of peel those blinders back a little bit so they can see the stuff that's on the periphery that they otherwise had not been able to see. And, and of course, that's something that then I tell them, I said, I don't want to peel them too far back because if I teal, feel, peel them too far back, it's going to scare the shit out of you. I don't use that terminology, but there's so much stuff out there that is kind of scary in the real world. But I at least want you to know that there's stuff out there. There's stuff that's not on your screen, on your Instagram account or on your Facebook page or your your Twitter page right directly in front of you. There's a lot of other stuff that's going on in the world. And and there are people in the world that are making decisions every single day that are going to impact you. And, hey, look at this. I'm living proof of it right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of making it sound like I'm happy there. But, uh, again, of course, I'm I'm not real thrilled. Now it's actually letting me... Okay, now what's going on here? It's actually letting me scroll through a little bit more. I did this once before today. And uh, is it going to let me go back? Did they already? Nope. Uh, Help and support? No. Uh, Can I go there? No data available? I guess they're still having me locked out. Um, Oh, now this is interesting. Okay, let's see here. Do I I don't have any... uh, I don't have notifications, but I, I was able to go to a link. Now, I don't have anything up to date. All my posts that I'm are seeing are from two days ago. I'm seeing a post from Nick Costa. Um, Eddie's reaction to another choke from, the, from his wobblers. And there's a really funny picture that uh, Ashy Man put on there in the AFLL sports arena. So, Nick, I'm sorry that I saw that. Uh, but I'm seeing stuff from two days ago. Okay, but I'm not, it's not reloading, so it's letting me scroll further than I've been able to scroll before. Um, I've got a GIF that I'm able to look at, and uh, it's, uh, maybe, maybe this is a moot point here, but uh, I'm certainly going to go ahead and leave uh, the, okay, it's, it's telling me now that I'm not, well, I mean, it's, it's still not updating, but... Uh, it's not telling me that it that I'm restricted from it now. So I'm able to get into it at least and see what's there. But everything is is from two days ago. So that's that's a positive right there. But if but still it doesn't change the the fact that you know that they decided that the word punch was something that, that was objectionable to them. So I've spent now 27 minutes looking at my clock on here. Uh, lamenting, ranting, whatever euphemism you want to use. Uh, as I, as I, And I think I might have scared uh, somebody on Instagram that I, I was trading messages with. I told him, I, I said, quite frankly, I said, I'm a little pissed off. Uh, I'm not sure if I scared them away or not. But uh, this, this was a, t- a night when I was planning on doing a live episode. This was going to be a night where I was going to do a live episode to recap the games. I wouldn't have talked about this. In fact, that episode would have not been much longer than what I've done right at this point in time. And uh, this was Harper from the Where Do We Begin podcast that actually reached out and asked if I'm going to be going live. And I told him the situation I was having here. And, in fact, I said that, you know, that the live uh, app that is in my my Podbean, which is my host that, that hosts my podcast, I said I'd been having some problems with that. So I was going to try to decipher that before I actually did another live episode. But then also the Facebook thing was was precluding me being able to do what I really wanted to do there. Okay. So maybe it's looking like I'm going to, I'm going to be rescued that my hero has come along here and, uh, whoever the hell that is. But, um, but again, you know, I still, if you are on, on Facebook, I, I, and you want to share this in maybe one of the groups for your club, you know, if you don't see it there from somebody else already, that's hopeful. I don't want like 75 people. You know, Well, yeah, maybe 75 people will see it, but, uh, you know, the relationship I've had with a lot of the moderators there have been very good allowing me to post those, and I, and I can't thank them enough for allowing me to do that because, again, I can't go door-to-door, per se, if you will, and say, hey, you know, uh, those of you who are in Australia, check out the podcast. This is my way of being able to go door-to-door is by doing it uh, in these different groups. So remember, if you want to get on the mailing list, you can do that at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can leave a review for the podcast there as well. And um, that'd be great if you could do that, if you're enjoying the show. Uh, I'm not sure what your evaluation of this one might be. Uh, maybe maybe you appreciate my my frankness, or maybe this is, hopefully this is not alienating you here. Um, but uh, I, I do thank you for tuning in and listening to this, and I'd love to get your feedback on this, because I actually do have a, you know, we're going to talk about all, all nine games of the men's comp uh, from this past week, and then I did have one story that I saw that that kind of got the kernel of it uh, in the middle of last week before Round Three happened, and then it bubbled back up to the surface after Round Three happened. So I wanted to I wanted to kind of talk about that because I th- I think it's kind of an important situation here. It's something that that maybe should be addressed or probably probably should be addressed. So. You know, I'm a little. I was a little bummed out by the stuff going on with regards to my Facebook page. Okay, and again, I, I know it's you know like lighten up, Francis from the movie Stripes. It's just your Facebook page. I said, and I get it, but there's been a lot of time invested on there developing relationships, and and I, I didn't want to see those go because I was going to have to go back and rebuild those. Hopefully, I'm allowed back on there. We shall see. Now, the thing that I really should have been upset about this week was my tips. Because I went five and six. I got five right and six wrong, including the two uh, AFLW premier, uh, prelims. I got the uh, Brisbane and Melbourne game wrong. Uh, but there were some absolutely exciting games this weekend. Some fantastic games. The ones that I'm going to go back and watch again, they were that darn good. But there were some absolute clunkers as well. Just ones that are just... Ugh. It's like you know beating the proverbial dead horse. Yeah, And it's like, you know... And, and I think we know which game that was okay and I and I'll talk about that in a moment and I have to I kind of have to admire the uh, the approach that the uh that the senior coach took after that game as well so let's uh let's dive in with the first game of the round and that was the Bulldogs and the Swans and again this is one of the ones that I got wrong I was going with the Swans in this one I thought they were going to come off yeah you know, I had a 50/50 shot as I'd mentioned uh, prior to Buddy getting his 1000th I said that I speculated, what's it going to be like the first game after he gets one thousand? Is is it going to be kind of a catharsis for them? Is it going to be allow them to be something that allows them to play a much more free game because they didn't feel that they had to maybe be as buddy centric in order to make sure he gets to his thousand? Well, they they didn't necessarily end up being very buddy centric, but they did end up running to running into a a a good club. That just had not had good results yet this year. And the Bulldogs, they're still struggling putting the ball through the big sticks. Um, you know, they had almost a dozen more behinds than the Swans, so it didn't much matter. Uh, Tim English and Josh Dunkley led the club this round. Uh, Dunkley with 31 disposals, 11 tackles. And English had a huge game with 28 hitouts and five tackles and had 24 disposals of his own. Uh, just a phenomenal game on his part. And uh, the big issue coming out of this game, of course, is uh, what is the impact of Tom Hickey's knee injury going to be. How long is he going to be out cuz I know that that's been a knee that he's had problems with in the past. But this could, you know, Sam Naismith Sam Naismith is out for the season. The ruck position could become an issue here real quickly for Sydney. Okay. And if I remember correctly 2 years ago, was it not 2 years ago where Sydney had all of their talls, or most of their talls that were injured, were you know it's it was like a uh, they had a hard time finding somebody to you know to play in the key forward position because they didn't have anybody that was over about 185 centimeters tall that was healthy. Now, I think the Swans, of course, are going to recover from this, but uh, it was good on the uh, the Bulldogs to get that win and get off the get off the mat here, and I and I think that I think they're going to you know turn things around here and get themselves right back into the race here pretty quickly. Now, of course, then we get the Ds. You know, they're uh, continuing their pursuit of getting another finals appearance, which they're going to be playing finals, okay, unless something dramatic happens. They're playing finals again at a five-goal victory over the Bombers. But I got to credit the Bombers. They they battled hard. You know, they kept this game close through the first three quarters. Yeah, you know, they were paced, of course, by everybody's favorite two-meter Peter. Peter Wright had four goals, one. Jake Stringer looked really, really solid in his first game back. But the bombers, you know, they they finally just pulled they pulled away in the last quarter. And you know, the cast of Annie, get your gun. And if you've listened to previous episodes, of course that's uh, Clayton Oliver and Christian Pataka, who I keep talking about singing that song together. Anything you can do, I can do better. Uh, They had 59 disposals between them. Angus Brayshaw had 34 disposals, 20 marks, 20 marks in the game. Great performance. Sam Wiederman had a terrific game, kicking four goals, three. And the D's. They're in a, they're going to find themselves here very quickly in an enviable position, because they've now got to figure out how do we bring how do we bring Ben Brown back into the side, who who goes out? Not a bad problem to have trying to find a spot for a guy who's that at accurate around the goal. So, good on your D's, great performance, Essendon. Schedule makers, the list makers did not do you. I'm sorry, the yeah the fixture maker did not do you a whole lot of favors this year. You you've, you've played three of the top four sides. You know, coming out of the, the start of the season here. Yeah, and it's, uh, you fought admirably, um, but I, I don't know what could have, should have, would have been expected in this situation. Now, did I think you might squeak by with one of them? Yeah, I did. But, gosh darn it, they really put you guys behind the eight ball here. Now, moving on to the uh, the game down in Adelaide. Okay. The uh, Crows and Port, they played a hell of a game there. And, you know, Adelaide, they made up a 13-point deficit in the fourth quarter uh, to win after the siren. Very exciting, you know, series of events because you had Lockie Murphy get the the uh, the free kick there but not be able to take it. And Jordan Dawson steps in and just absolutely knocks it through. And that kick did not look like it was going through. It ended up having a a little bit of a fade to it right at the end to bring it back in between the big sticks. And that was, it didn't look like it was going through. And that was, that was impressive on his part. You know, so they ended up getting the variety showdown shield. And, you know, these are two clubs that were absolutely desperate for wins. You know, Port, you you got Port, most of us, most people saw them in the eight at least. And many people still had them in the top four being such a solid side but you know this is a club that now finds themselves buried at 16th. You know they're 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 spared from being f- you know fitted for their wooden spoon simply by the health and uh, safety protocols that have and injuries that have impacted the the Eagles and the Bombers who've played three of the top four sides from 2021. Otherwise Port would be sitting in the basement. They'd be sitting there in the 18th spot. And you know it's uh It's not going to get any easier for Port this week because Melbourne's coming to town, so they they very likely could find themselves zero and four. So I I think that this this club is going to you know, and we'll talk about this a little bit later this week when I do my my preview episode. This is a club that's going to have to come out clawing and scratching and fighting and do maybe channeling channeling their inner Toby Green. Uh, in order to uh, to to get themselves headed in the right direction again, and I don't know if it'll be enough. Quite frankly, I don't know if it'll be enough. I don't know. I don't know if they they've got the guns to take on Melbourne this week. You know, Elliot Himmelberg had a, a dynamic sixty seconds for the Crows, knocking through two goals to bring them back within a point. And the thing is, this this win by the Crows, this four point win by the Crows, it overshadowed, you know, Port forward Todd Marshall having a fantastic game where he kicked five goals. Yeah, It's not that they played poorly, necessarily. Adelaide just battled back, and they got the last kick of the game. So, you know, you, you tip your cap to Adelaide for, you know, for... And again, that's this is a game that I tip Port to win. I thought about Adelaide, but I thought, you know what? Texas is still out. I just, I don't know... I don't know if they're going to be able to score enough. And, well, they they scored just enough. Now, moving on to the next game, and this was my upset special of the week, and it turned out to be an absolutely terrible tip on my part. You know, I, I tipped the Suns to beat the Giants. And, of course, you know, the Giants, they dropped their opening two games by 25 points on average. The Suns went out to Optus. They knocked off the Eagles. They battled and kept themselves within pretty much two goals with the Ds. I expected so much more from the Suns this week and it didn't seem to matter. I mean, the Giants did a phenomenal job, you know, basically making Tuke Miller disappear in this game. He only had 17 disposals. You know, the, the two imports to Gold Coast, Levi Casbolt and Mabi Choll, both had three goals apiece. But the Suns, you know, they didn't have their, their little goal sneak, uh, Isaac Rankin. Um, and he's not the be-all, end-all, but he tends to, you know, he he kind of plays that you know on, a, on maybe a lesser scale kind of that that Charlie Cameron role for them. Uh so it just was it was yeah, hat tip to the the uh the Giants. You know, first game without Phil Davis, you know, Harry Himmelberg kept up the family ways so this was, you know, seven goals now. He kicked three. So the Himmelberg family had seven goals this past weekend. Canelio had a phenomenal game with 32 disposals, 10 clearances and five tackles. And it, and it, I'll tell you what, after watching the uh, the the stuff on Amazon Prime that he was involved in, and uh, just the the trials and tribulations that he went through, and his injuries, and getting dropped from the side and such, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'm not a Giants fan. I'm not a Giants supporter, but it is nice to see that young man healthy and playing good footy. It really is, uh, and it's uh yeah. I, and I wish him well. Again, I don't wish any player ill. I mean, I don't I don't wish that at all. I mean, like I said, I've always said I want to watch, you know, eight great games and I want to see the Cats win. Okay, well, we, we didn't quite have eight great games this weekend, but, you know, we had quite a few. Speaking of not having great games this weekend, did you guys hear that Brisbane beat the Roos by 108 points? Yeah, 108. And quite frankly, I don't think it was even going to be, was supposed to be even that close, as we'll uh, talk about here in a minute. But, you know, this is a game, this is the first time and I've never really paid a whole lot of attention to it, but this is the first time that I can recall ever seeing a player actually get negative super coach points. I've n- I've never seen that happen before. And I'm not going to mention his name. You can go and look up his name if you want to, because I, I, I'm i sure he's not listening to the podcast, but I, I don't want to embarrass him and put his name out there. But I'd never seen anybody get negative super coach points before. Um, That's, you know, the Lions, you know, they had eleven goals between uh, Zach Bailey, Lincoln McCarthy, and Joe Danaher, and I and I look at Lincoln McCarthy and I think you know what what could have been with the Cats, but you know he needed to get to Brisbane to get his career righted. We're seeing that happen with Mikai Kaka too as well, you know, and and heck, we might be seeing it here with Darcy Fort because if I'm not mistaken, uh, Oscar McInerney, if I'm not mistaken, did he not get uh, offered a one game? Suspension this week, which could very easily put Darcy Fort back into the ruck uh, with Brisbane coming down to GMBAHA Stadium where the Cats actually get to play a home game at their own park. They get this round four. They actually get to go home and play at their own stadium. What a novel concept. Um, Yeah, I got to tell you, though, the Lions, they had 18 behinds. And... That's an indication that this this score could have been even wider than the hundred and eight had they just been a little bit a little bit more accurate around the goal, and you know David Noble I, I I applaud him in his comments you know where he you know he basically said they just got out of class, they need to work and and it was a ter- it was a terrible horrible performance on their part and from what I heard their VFL side didn't play very well either lost by a similar margin, you know I I think the ruse are still going to give clubs trouble this year. You know, it, it. This is this is a young up and coming. It's one of the youngest clubs in the comp. It's it's a young up and coming side, and they just they just got blitzed this 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 game. I mean, they they. There's no other way to put it. They got crushed, and uh, you know it kind of became a, a snowball rolling downhill and just growing and growing and growing, and there was no way to stop it. They just had to continue to play it out until the game was over. So you know it. Any hopes that they had of playing finals or having a decent percentage got destroyed. By this game. And they're going to have to really work hard to try to to overcome that. And again, it's it's the ruse. A lot of people actually tipped them to take the wooden spoon this year. I think actually, if I'm not mistaken, I did. Uh, And I think I had Hawthorne 17th, quite frankly. And now we come to the game that actually uh, got me banned from Facebook. And again, if you haven't seen my video messages, we talked about this earlier. You know, you might think that I was some sort of you know being a cocky, brash, arrogant cat supporter, being belligerent after the game was over, you know, ha our club came back and pounded you. I don't do that. Those of you who are in the magpies uh, message board on Facebook, I went in there and you saw it and I had like 90 people that said that they liked the post, and that's not why I'm there. I'm hoping they're gonna tune into the podcast quite frankly. Uh, if you know, full disclosure. But I told them, I said, I think this was going to be a great learning experience for the Magpies. And it's something that probably will not happen to them again, that they will that they are going to make the requisite adjustments from this game and then carry that forward into into future games. And if they find themselves in similar situations, end up having a completely different outcome from what they experienced on uh, Saturday night. You know, it's uh, yeah. I, like I said, I talked about Rocky Three. I talked about Clubber Lang and you know, you know Clubber punching himself out. I'm not going to go through that whole thing again. But I, like I said, I did mention that early in the podcast. I, I was going to do it here, and I just got talking about it there, and I just I kind of just riffed for 20 minutes on that. Uh, Jeremy Cameron was absolutely phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal with six goals one. And I'll tell you what, it was. Uh, it was kind of fun seeing some of the Cats youngsters, you know, Max Holmes, Brad Close, uh, Sam DeKoenig, coming up big in big moments. And, uh, you know, who's to say that we don't have young players on our team? And I, and I you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to be so bold as, as, to, as to say that the Cats' future is bright because we're going to need more solid youngsters for the future to be bright but i think the present's pretty damn solid okay i think this yes the the aberration of the of the swans game they went there you know it, it it's a uniquely shaped field in terms of the size you know similar to the way the way gmbha is in its own way um and they just you know they got caught up in in buddy fever now do i think that if they played him again that they would have a different result maybe Maybe, but I, you know, we shall see, you know, like I said, and I said this in the, in online, you know, the magpies, they've got a really nice blend of youngsters to go along with their veterans. And I think this is going to be something that bodes well for them in the future, that these young kids saw what happened here, saw how do we deal with a situation like this? How do we, you know, cause how do we stop that snowball going downhill against us? Okay. So I think this will pay off for the Magpies in the future. It just happened to be an instance, though, where the Cats were able to get the win out of this. And I listened to uh, quite a bit of the Blues and Hawks game on the radio. I didn't actually w- I'd see it on television. I do want to go back and watch this one. This was a fantastic game. And, you know, it was exciting to to, to hear them, exp- you know, the Blues explode out to that 34-point first-quarter lead. I thought, okay, this is over. I listened, to, you know, till about halftime, and I fell asleep. Um, you know, in a lesser club, Might have just folded up their tent and said, okay, we're out of here. We're done. But Sam Hawks, Mitchell's, Sam, Sam Hawk, Mitchell's, Sam Mitchell's Hawks. Let's try that uh, in the right order here. I have it written down properly. I just didn't say it properly. They battled hard. You know, they put four goals on the board in the fourth, but they came up a single point short. And, you know, like I said, I thought this was going to be the game of the round and I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't wrong about that. You know, the Cats, Cats and uh, Magpies game was pretty solid. Bulldog Swans was pretty solid as well. Heck, quite frankly, the the D's and Bombers game was a pretty was a pretty good game as well. Um that's that Carlton midfield is just a lot of fun to watch. And I'll tell you what, I, I think you know CJ is somebody that even if you're not a Hawks supporter, you're turning, you're tuning into their games to catch him because you never know what he's gonna do. Because his athleticism is just is phenomenal and it's just it's so much fun to watch him out on the ground it's so much fun to watch him having fun while he's out there so again you know great win for the blues uh, hawks again this is one you're going to learn from as well to not let yourself get uh buried quite as much as you did there and uh moving on we've got you know two more games this round saints tigers was another one that i got wrong uh, good on you, Saints. I I, I thought that the uh, Tigers would have enough to win this one. I thought their veteran leadership uh, that was still remaining with Tom Lynch and, and the rest of the group would uh, would go ahead and be able to to eke out a win against them. Well, it turned out that wasn't the case. Okay, you know, St. Kilda held the Tigers to three goals one in the second half, and they kicked ten five themselves in the second half, including, um, you know, including seven goals uh, one in the fourth quarter. And just, you know, absolutely blew him out of the water. You know, Tim Membry, Max King had three goals and three goals and four goals respectively. And Jack Steele and Jay Gresham, each 32 disposals. Parker and Bolton had three goals apiece for the Tigers. And uh, you know, of course you're missing Jack Rewald, who's still coming back off the hand surgery, and Dusty Martin, who's still um, who's still missing from the side. You know, whatever Dusty decides to do, I wish him the best. Um, this is a huge comeback for Brett Ratton's side. This is, you know, this is a guy who, let's be honest, he's probably on that coaching hot seat. Okay, he's probably on that coaching hot seat, and this this is something that might trigger some more success. This might this this is a game right here that might have built some confidence for this side. So you know, it remains to be seen what's what's going to happen with the Saints going forward. But I think this was a this was a huge win for them. And is it is it a season defining loss for the Tigers? I don't know. You bring Jack Rewall back in the side, you know, people are fo- not be able to focusing, not be able to be focusing on Tom Lynch exclusively. Um but again, this is another one of those sides that I think they're in the top 3 in terms of the oldest sides in the comp, along with the Cats and the Eagles. So is Father Time going to catch up to them this year? Is this where we're going to start to see the decline of, of the Tigers? I honestly don't know. I tipped them in the 8 this year. And, of course, then, you know, the, uh, the final game of the weekend uh, was the Derby out at Optus. And, again, this is another one I got wrong. Uh, I went with the Eagles, but the Dockers had other ideas. And, and the Dockers, I, they're, they're kind of my bugaboo. Whatever I, whatever I tip the Dockers to do, they generally do the opposite. I don't usually get them right. Uh, you know, West Coast had a bunch of people coming back from health and safety protocols. Tim Kelly was still going to be out, uh, but I thought they'd be able to overcome that. Well, that turned out to not be the case um you know i i thought they would be able to do it you know the dockers they've generally been struggling to score points for the last several years they had 10 players kick goals matthew tabiner had 3 the eagles dominated the hitouts 41 to 18 but one of the big problems with the eagles is that only they only scored points less than 22% of the time that they went inside 50 so one out of every, basically one out of every five times they got the ball inside fifty, they put they put at least one point on the board on the scoreboard. That's not going to get it done, okay? That's not going to get it done. Um, you know, Frio's you know offensive explosion might be a bit of a mirage, but again, you know, the Eagles are still scuffling. But don't tell the Dockers that because they they this is a huge rivalry for them. You know, they were without Nat Fife, who sounds like he's going to be out even longer. David Mundy was missing, and they still managed to to hit the century mark. Now maybe this is the year they finally make it into the 8. I didn't put them there this year because they you know I've had them there I had them there last year and I think I had them 10th the year before if I'm not mistaken. But I I did not want to put them in the 8 this year cuz I I they've kind of been fool's gold for me. And again, if you're if you're a Frio supporter, I'm not I'm not taking a shot at the club. It's just that every time I've tipped them to be in a certain spot and have that shot at making the eight, they would they would fall short. Something would happen. Something would derail their efforts. Uh, so there's the uh, you know the, the women's AFLW uh, prelim games were fantastic. You know, hard battling in both these contests, very closely contested. Absolutely looking forward to seeing the D's and the Crows next weekend at the at, I think they're playing at the Adelaide Oval if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that should be one heck of a matchup and I, and I can't wait to watch that one. And I believe that's actually going to be on in prime time here in the United States. So maybe I can get my wife to sit down and watch that one. Maybe she can help me rebuild my Facebook page if I'm not back on there. So, you know, there were a couple stories that I wanted to touch on before I wrap up here. And, and, and of course, one of them, I'm not going to delve in too far because I, I just don't know enough about it, but it just, it saddens me to see what's going on with Ciro Rioli and, and the club and his family and how he, you know, doesn't feel comfortable enough with being involved with the club at all. And, and again, I don't want to go any further into that situation because I'm certainly not in tune enough with what's going on in Australia regarding this. So I don't want to, one, I don't want to speak out of turn and say something that's incorrect. And two, like I said, quite frankly, I, I, I don't know enough of what happened um, to make an informed statement on this. It's just, it's just sad to see him not be able to be involved with the club that he loves, okay? Or loved, I should say, in the past tense. Now, one other thing I wanted to touch on, and this is something that that popped up uh, last about this time last week, and actually I think it would have been on Tuesday last week, um, so before the round three games were played, and then it came up again after round three was played. And uh, Damian Hardwick was on coach's night on AFL 360, and uh, they were talking about the situation that it had happened in round two regarding Tex Wangenen uh, making his debut for the Bombers but not getting in the game. He was the emergency sub, and he didn't play. So technically his first game, he didn't get on the ground. And he said he, he had an interesting point. And this kind of dovetails into, and it, it, it kind of goes along with what David King mentioned on the uh, First Crack uh, podcast podcast the other day as well. And I want to get your thoughts on this. And if, and if I would love to hear what you have to say about this. So if you want to reach out on uh, my website and leave a message over there or drop me a note on Twitter, that'd be great. I would say drop me a note on Facebook, but who the hell knows if anybody's going to see it. Um, but Demo said that uh, as far as the emergency players, if they're not activated in the first half, what does it hurt to simply allow them to enter the rotation of the game in the second half? What's it hurt? They're already there. They've kind of stretched out. They've been part of the you know the game plan, of course. Why not just let them play and have a 23rd player, if you will, in the second half if your club has stayed healthy? As he said, what's the harm in that? I think that's a fair question to ask. I think that's a fair question to ask. But then David King took it a step further when he was talking about the events surrounding the Geelong and Collingwood game. When Asaba Radagalia hurt his ankle in the third quarter, he left the game. The Cats activated their emergency player, who was Luke Dollhouse, who is an enigmatic player for the Cats. He's uh... There are occasions where he comes in and does something extraordinarily fantastic, and there are other instances where He's in the 22, and you wonder after the game whether you actually saw him out on the ground. And yeah, he was on the ground for 60% of the game, but hadn't done a whole heck of a lot. And again, I'm not taking a shot at Luke Dahlhouse. I'm simply saying you know, that the ball ends up going to other places. Well, he came in as the emergency, and quite frankly, he lit a fire in that Cats midfield and was just a phenomenal tool for them in the fourth quarter. And David King was arguing, you know, well, this guy came in, he had fresh legs. And he just, you know, he outran the Magpies in that fourth quarter. And he was basically, and he made he made a great point. And it, like I said, it kind of dovetails with what Demo was talking about. He basically said, you know, if if Club A activates their emergency player, maybe Club B should be able to activate theirs instantaneously as well. So if one comes in for one side, the other comes in for the other side. So instead of having 23, you know, instead of having just 22 people to rotate through, you got that 23rd person. So now both sides would have that, you know, would have that extra player. Uh, well, if there had been an injury, but then if you think about it, then then you've got, you know, quite frankly, you've got a situation then where the uh, the club that had the injured player still has only twenty two, but the other side would have now had twenty three that are rotating through and able to stay fresher within those seventy five interchanges. So there's not necessarily an easy answer here, I don't think, but. Uh, it's just it's something to contemplate and something to to discuss. Did it give the cats an unfair advantage? Well I got to be honest with you, I don't care. We won. Um, but but uh, maybe David King's got a point here. He might have a point here. Uh, so I'd love to get your thoughts on those things. Like I said, reach out to me, send me an email to Yank at gmail.com. That still is working. You know, send me a, 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 a DM on Twitter. You can send me a note over on Instagram or on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm hoping my Facebook page will be up, be back up and running. Um, you can certainly leave a note and a voicemail over on my website at yankonthefooty.com. I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Now, folks, I do want to invite you to check out my podcast, Buy Me a Coffee page, if you're interested in helping out the podcast. Uh, all that money is going to be used to bribe Facebook. No, I'm kidding. Um... You know, I've also got my Red Bubble storefront there. So if you're interested in any kind of gear for the podcast, uh, I've, I mean, heck, I've got things like a Yank on the Footy socks on there. I'm, I am think I'm going to get myself a pair of those because they look they look pretty snazzy. And I'm somebody who wears unique socks. Uh, Michael Gallus from uh, Footies for All sent me a pair of red, bright red socks with kangaroos on them. And I've enjoyed wearing those to school a couple times. And the kids have actually, different kids have seen them at different times and have said, yeah, my pants are like that. I have high waters, and they said, "You got kangaroos in your socks." I said, "You're right, I do." And they're, they say, "Did you get those from?" Yep, by somebody, some nice gentleman sent those to me. So, Michael, thanks a lot, man. I do appreciate that. I really like him. Um, but again, if you want to help out the uh, the podcast, you can you can check out the website yankonthefooty.com and the buy me coffee pages there, the little button in the bottom left-hand corner, or you can check out the storefront if you want to get a sticker for the podcast and put that on your on your the back of your computer or in the back window of your vehicle or something of that nature. Be greatly appreciated. And if you've done that already, send me a picture because I'd love to share that out on my social media. So if you if you've purchased something like that. I'd love to go ahead and share that you know, out on so on the social so people can see those. And folks, remember, if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, if you've got a great story, and I love hearing great stories, I love interacting with folks, head over to my website and fill out the guest intake form. There's a button up at the top of the website, um, and I'll get in touch with you um, in the very near future about setting something up. And again, I do hope that you'll sign up for the mailing list while you are over there as well. When a new episode comes out, it's in the, the email within about 60 seconds. So it's it's getting into your email before it's gonna end up showing up on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. And again, remember, you can reach you can find all that stuff at yankonthefooty.com. You can find me on Twitter at Yank underscore on. You can find me on Instagram at a yank on the footy, and maybe you can find me on Facebook at a yank on the footy. And don't forget, you can also reach me by email at at yankonthefootage.gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Love to know what you like about the podcast. If you want to leave a review, that would be a huge help for the show. You can do that at Apple Podcasts. You can actually go to my website and click on the review button at the top, and it'll take you to Apple. It'll take you to Spotify. Or you can leave a review right there on the website, and then I can share those out on the socials and let people see what other folks think about the uh, podcast. And, folks, again, I do hope that you'll consider sharing this episode This might be my most impassioned episode that I've done. I do apologize. There's a few swear words in it. Like I said, I will mark it explicit. Um, If you want to share it, that would be a huge help. Uh, You know, it, uh, it would be fantastic. And again, please consider signing up for the mailing list. And ladies and gentlemen... We're into round four coming up here. I can't wait to see what happens this week. I really haven't looked ahead at the games this week. I do know that uh, Brisbane's coming to Geelong, and I know that Melbourne's heading down to play Port at the Adelaide Oval. So a couple, you know, big matchups there on paper, anyway. And we shall see. Um, we've got our favorite clubs. We're passionate about them, and uh, but be kind to each other. Be decent to each other. You can you can certainly you know, give people a hard time about their selection or their choice of clubs and that sort of thing. You can certainly do that, but we're all, st- we're all, we're all in this together. We're all in everything that's going on in the world together. We're all facing high gas prices and shortages of things, you know, due to supply chain things and, and stuff like that. So, you know, be kind to one another. Now I, w- I will mention, and I've, I've mentioned this before, if you happen to uh, be involved in a local footy club or something of that nature, or you have an old a sticker for your favorite club laying around that you don't need or don't want. It's taking up space or you have one you'd like to share. My mailing address is in the show notes, and I would love to display that on my desk in my classroom, okay? It would be fantastic if that was the case. And, folks, take care of each other. Reach out to your friends. Keep in touch with them. You know, even if you can't necessarily see them in, in person, maybe they're on the other side of the country. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. This has been episode 155 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. You can find, my, find me on Instagram and maybe on Facebook at a Yank on the Footy. And you can also check out my website at yankonthefooty.com and get on that mailing list so I can get you the episodes as soon as they come out. And, folks, thanks for listening, and please consider sharing the podcast, and a review would be such a such a huge help to the podcast. And I, I honestly cannot thank you for your kindness, for your generosity of your time. I truly, truly appreciate it. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Craig Wessels, goodbye.